Town, South Africa. Uh, dear brother, I just finished. Uh, did I read this to you about South Africa. All right, I just finished listening to some tapes that you made called "The Truth About South Africa" and "More Truth About South Africa," which you made in the early 1980s. And I thought I'd like to write you to confirm that all the points you made about the Marxist communist takeover of South Africa did in fact come to pass. From being a stable economy, South Africa is in a pitiable state, governed by fools and idiots, people who cannot see the big picture and the real truth about what's been going on here. My daughter and family and myself have recently relocated to Cape Town from Johannesburg. Cape Town is still under uh, DA rule and is likely, please God, to stay that way in the forthcoming elections. With the most recent announcement of the death of Nelson Mandela, most of the people I know uh, poured out their adulation or grief for this man. And when I pointed out that he was a full-fledged communist to the end and had never renounced violence as a viable way of securing communist takeover South Africa, I was uh, soundly told off and vilified even by born-again Christians. I was called some really nasty names by non-Christians. <laughs> uh, but I have been checking out the churches in my area and the areas round about, and there is not one... Baptist church, never mind a Bible preaching Baptist church. I went to a church this morning, but it was uh, it was useless. Some prosperity teaching. They read from First Timothy one and Second Timothy one, which weren't really prosperity verses when the man read them, but they turned out to be prosperity verses. And of course, uh, Jeremiah twenty nine eleven was thrown in to make them feel good. Well, I guess I just wanted to tell you about the situation here, and to remark on the truth about South Africa. Uh, tapes. It was horrifying to realize that all the things you spoke about as being likely to come to pass have in fact come to pass. The ANC government has proved its unfitness to rule over and over and has enraged clear-minded citizens with their greed, corruption, uh, lies, deceit, embrace of violence, and etc. I wonder if you've done any follow-up tapes in the last few years or if you would consider doing so. I have... Uh, several of your tapes to listen to, as well as tapes uh, that I've obtained of you from other churches in our country. So this helps keep me going in these uh, dark days when I am so homesick for good Bible preaching. We greet you from the other side of the sea in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Thank you for preaching the truth from the King James Bible. Now, here, here's what happens. Uh, People fall for this stuff over and over and over again. And when you tell them, this is what the man believes, if you put him in power, this is what he's going to do, people don't believe that because they, they, they feel. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he's for equality, he's for liberty, he's for peace, he's, he's for, you know, for all that stuff. And so they just they come to power, and once they get entrenched, and the whole thing starts falling apart. And you're watching that happen here in, in our country. And... and Anybody that's read the Bible and read history knows where this thing's going. And what you do is you just preach the Word and tell people the truth. Hope enough people get saved and get their eyes open to, to the truth where the Lord will uh, you know, keep us free and, and keep us at liberty to uh, keep preaching His Word. And if we're not free and not at liberty to preach His Word, may God help us to keep preaching His Word without freedom and without liberty because that's the only thing that matters anyway. Uh, Mandela, he now believes the Bible. 
He's, he's 100% convinced that everything in the Bible is true. Uh, it's just uh, too bad people wait till after they die to find that out. I'm, I'm glad I know this side of eternity. The Bible is the Word of God. All right, speaking of the truth of the Bible, we're talking about the names of Jesus. And He is true. He is true. Uh, sad to be on the letter T because right after T is U and there aren't any of those and V and there aren't any of those and then we're to W and there's two of those then X and Y and Z and there aren't any of those. So we're coming to the end of our study of the names of Jesus. Hope you've enjoyed it much as I have. It's been a blessing to my heart. So let's go to Revelation 19. Revelation 19 and John 14. And then we'll pray and read some scripture together. Revelation 19 and John chapter 14. All right, Father, thank you for your word, the Holy Bible, its truth, to save our souls, to guide us through this life, to give wisdom and understanding to the simple. Father, we pray tonight that uh, you would minister to those that have the greatest need. We pray for Charlie's uncle and again for Brother uh, Frank and Lord, many that are home sick tonight would like to be here and service with us. And Lord, uh, all over this world, there's saved people hurting in their bodies and afflicted and troubled in their minds and grieved in their spirits. And so many things would be solved if you were to come this evening. And Lord, before we even ask you to bless our Bible study time tonight, we would pray, even so come Lord Jesus, and we'd we'd give up church service tonight to meet you in the air and be with you forever in places so, so much far better than this, to depart and be with Christ, which is far better. Lord, in the meantime, help us to believe the word and to live like it, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, the Bible says in Matthew, Matthew, Revelation 19, Matthew is in the New Testament. I don't know where that came from. Revelation 19, verse 11, And I saw heaven opened, and behold, a white horse. So there's horses up there. I don't know if you believe that or not, but that's what it says. Behold, a white horse, and he that sat upon him was called Faithful and True. And in the movies, a good guy always comes on a white horse. That's just Hollywood ripping off the Bible. There's only one good guy, and that one good guy will come on a white horse. And he was called Faithful and True. See the capital T? That's his name. True. And in righteousness he doth judge and make war. His eyes was a flame of fire, and on his head were many crowns. And he had a name written that no man knew but he himself. And he was clothed with a vesture dipped in blood, and his name is called the Word of God. Amen. So there's a W name, T, true, W, Word, the Word of God. And the armies which were in heaven followed him upon white horses, and a lot of horses up there, clothed in fine linen, white and clean, and out of his mouth goeth a sharp sword, that with it he should smite the nations. And he shall rule them with a rod of iron, and he treadeth the winepress of the fierceness and wrath of Almighty God. And he hath on his vesture and on his thigh a name written, King of kings and Lord of lords. So, he is true. He is true. He is the Word of God. And he smites the nations with the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God, which comes out of his mouth, which is the truth and the great weapon. 
In the hand of God, the great weapon He's given into our hand is truth. Truth. Truth will prevail. It may not prevail in the immediate. It may not prevail in the short term. But when this thing has run its course, truth will prevail. You're always going to be the victor if you side with the truth. You're always going to be right. Eventually, eventually, you'll be proven right if you side with the truth. Now, the Bible says in John 14, John 14 and verse number 5, Thomas saith unto him, Lord, we know not whither thou goest, and how can we know the way? Jesus saith unto him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. Now, we're not separating Jesus from the truth. We're not separating the truth from Jesus. You cannot get to the Father unless you come by way of truth. And you cannot come to the Father unless you come by way of Jesus Christ. And Jesus Christ is the truth. True is His name. Now, now you've got to believe in Jesus, but it's got to be the true Jesus. And you've got to believe in Jesus, but you've got to believe in Him according to truth. So you can't separate the word, capital W, that's Jesus Christ, from the word small w, the written word, the scripture. And you can't separate truth, capital T, from truth, small t. The truth of the word of God bears witness to the truth of the person of Jesus Christ. And if you don't believe one, you're not believing in the other. People are very careless nowadays, and, and they're not, I don't think that most of them are careless deliberately. I think they're careless because they've been mistaught. And they're careless because they're kind and gracious and loving and they don't want to think evil of the people who taught them. But when you're taught, it doesn't matter what the Bible says, what matters is that you love the Lord. If you're not loving what the Bible says, you're not loving the Lord. Because they are both called the truth. They are both the Word. And, and so what you have nowadays, you have all these people doing all kinds of abominations and, and, and unrighteous things and, and, and false doctrine things and, and, and corruption going on in buildings that are called uh, churches. And they say, well, we're doing this for Jesus. But the Bible says don't do it. And we're teaching this so people can love the Lord. But the Bible says that's not the Lord. And so Jesus is the truth. And when he comes back, whether it's United States or South Africa or any nation in between, if they have not lived in accord with the truth, he will smite them with a sharp two-edged sword that goes out of his mouth. And that sword is truth. Sanctify them through the truth. Thy word is truth. I am the way, the truth, and the life. And no man cometh unto the Father but by me. Now, listen, there's a, there's a Jesus... That looks like a cookie that people eat on Sunday morning. And there's a Jesus that, that rolls around on the floor and, and barks like a dog and laughs like a hyena and babbles like a drunken man. And there's a Jesus that smacks people on the forehead and, and they don't get healed and then he blames them for it. And, and there's a, there's a Jesus that coexists with Muhammad and a Jesus that coexists with atheists and, and all of those might be Jesus, but they're not the truth. And the truth with a capital T is the only way you're going to get to the Father in heaven. And, and you can complain all you want about, about not being broad-minded. Uh, thank God. And you can complain all you want about being narrow-minded. Thank the Lord. The Bible says, narrow is the way that leadeth unto life, and few there be that find it. The Bible says, broad is the way to lead to destruction, and may there be the go in thereat. There's truth, and then there's lies. 
All lies are the devil and all truth is of God. And Jesus Christ, the truth with a capital T. And so we, we don't want to just ask people if they believe in Jesus. We want to ask if they believe in the truth. He is the truth. Well, how do you, how do you know what's true? The Word of God's true. The Word of God, small w, is true, just like the Word of God, capital W, is true. And we'll get to that in just a little bit. Now, let's come to John chapter number 8. John chapter number 8. And I'll show you what I mean by men perverting and, and making an abomination out of the Word of God. Now, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to talk like a hippie or like a protester or like a politician or like an educator, or like a minister of religion. I'm going, to, I'm going to talk like a blasphemer for just a minute. Okay, you ready? You shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. That's John 8.32. And I just lied. Well, that's what the Bible says? No, it's not what the Bible says. The Bible does not say you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. Well, mine does. No, it doesn't. See, you've heard it so many times, you think that's what it says. And ye shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. When you leave and off of off the start of verse number 32, you make the truth uh, Che Guevara or Fidel Castro or... Martin Luther King, or Ronald Reagan, or Bishop Pike, or the Masonic Lodge, or the Peace Movement, or whatever you want it to be, you can just hold up a hand, or a fist, or a two-finger salute, or whatever you want, and say, you should know the truth, the truth shall make you free, we're here to liberate you, we're here to set you free with truth, but that's not what the Bible says. The Bible says, and, that's a conjunction. And if you want to know here at Conjunction Junction what your function is, the function is hooking up words and phrases and clauses. That's right. You can laugh all you want. That stuff obviously works. Too bad they didn't have those math videos when I was a kid. Now, and, that means I can't stand verse 32 up by itself. I've got to link it to what goes before. So you ready? Verse 31. Then said Jesus to those Jews which believed on Him. So if you haven't believed on Jesus Christ, there's no truth going to set you free. Because your truth stands apart from the truth. See that? That's why political truth isn't going to set you free. And that's why economic truth isn't going to set you free. And that's why social truth isn't going to set you free. You drop the and. The and links you to believing on Jesus Christ. And you should know the truth. Verse 31. And then said Jesus unto those who believed on Him. If ye continue in My Word, then are ye My disciples indeed. Look. You believe on Jesus, you get in His Word, you stay in His Word, you follow Him according to His Word, and on that basis, ye shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. So all these, all these religious fakers, you know, in their, in their shorts and their flip-flops and their turtlenecks and their big chains around their neck and their long hair, uh, you know, up, uh, you, you know what's going on. 
well, never mind the Bible. There's a lot of debate and argument about the Bible. But we can all agree we just love Jesus. No, you don't. You don't love Him. You don't love your parents if you ignore everything they tell you to do. You don't love your spouse if you live contrary to their desires for your life. And so all this business, just doing whatever you want, carrying on however you want, and criticizing Bible preaching and legalism, legalism. All, you, look, you, all you want, you're not free. The Bible says, believe on Jesus Christ, get in His Word, follow Him, and that truth will set you free. And apart from that, you're not going to be free. little island off our southern uh, coast down here called Cuba. Cuba was liberated. Fidel Castro and Che Guevara. You know, the idiot teenagers at the high school wear t-shirts with Guevara's image on them. They don't even know who he was. All they know, he was, he was against the man. He was for the little guy. Really? There's a bunch of people yourself been absolute slaves living in poverty and starvation for half a century because they thought a communist who didn't believe in Jesus Christ would set them free. Set us free from the man. You just keep talking that way and you're going to get yourself deeper and deeper and deeper into bondage and poverty and starvation and ruin because the only freedom is in the Lord Jesus Christ and that's the Lord Jesus Christ who gave us His Word. If you believe on Him, well, I believe in Jesus, if you continue in my Word. So everybody wants to separate the two. They want to flash half a verse up on the big screen and then shut the Bible and just get up and spout a bunch of nonsense about how God wants you rich and God wants you prosperous and the most important thing in the world is you. Really? (laughs) The most important thing in the world is you. How come so many you's are going to end up in hell? Lord's going to make a new heavens and a new earth wherein dwelleth righteousness. He's going to establish an everlasting kingdom. He's going to dwell with His church forever and forever. He's going to set up a new Jerusalem, a new sun, a new moon, and new stars. If you didn't believe on Him, the old you is going to burn forever in a lake of fire. You can't be all that important. <laughs> See, that's what, they're, that's what they're teaching. You put the name of Jesus on, on humanistic propaganda... And the same people that believe, yes, we can, meant something, just eat it up. <laughs> yes, we can what? Well, yes, we can. Yes, we can what? Oh, you're in the way of progress. Yes, we can. Hey, before I sign up for progress, I want to know which direction we're progressing in. And before I sign up for this, this great new uh, the, the, the relevant church, the emerging church, the new church. Before I jump on that train, you're going to have to show me where it's going. I see who's jumping on it. I don't know I want to ride too far with that crowd. But, but uh, anyway, so there's the truth. Now look at verse number 33. Then uh, they answered him, we be Abraham's seed and we're never in bondage to any man. That might be the funniest thing anybody ever said. Wait a minute. The Jews were never in bondage to any man. Surely somebody must have told them about that whole Pharaoh in Egypt thing. 
Somebody must have mentioned why David had to kill Goliath. Somebody must have told them about, about Gideon and the Midianites, you think? But worse than that, they're under Roman rule when they said it. We were never in bondage to any man. Oh, good morning, sir. <laughs> Who's that? <laughs> Roman soldier. <laughs> you know, if you, you got to talk nice to him, they cut your throat. <laughs> we were never, where were we? Oh, yeah. We were never in bondage to any man. <laughs> Crazy stuff. And so he says, How sayest thou, uh, ye shall be made free? Jesus answered them, Verily, but I say unto you, Whosoever committeth sin is the servant of sin. And the servant abideth not in the house forever, but the son abideth ever. If the Son, therefore, shall make you free, ye shall be free indeed. Now, here's what they didn't tell you when you were marching around San Francisco with flowers in your hair. Here's what they didn't tell you when you were singing songs at the Lincoln Memorial. Here's what they didn't tell you when you were burning down buildings and and all the rest of that. If you don't have liberation from your sin, You're not free. You're not free. See, some of you, 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 you're just going to have to have your own references. I got my references. And, and the, 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 for, for a decade, everybody looked back at, at, oh, it just, we came so close to utopia. There we were at Woodstock, getting back to the Garden of Eden. The bombers were turning into butterflies. Well, we fornicated hour upon hour with total strangers. Well, we did heroin and LSD and rolled around in the mud and threw up for days. We were free. Who told you you were free but a bunch of fornicating drug addict rock and roll singers? Who told you you were free but Time Magazine? Free? You're the servants of sin. And each generation repeats it. I mean, the next generation, they, you were free. You were free to wear pants that were twice as big at the ankles as they were at the waist. <laughs> Little flowery shirts and big old bell-bottom pants and, and afros on the white people and, and all that. And you went down to the disco. Woo, and you were free. You were free to, free to snort your whole paycheck right up your nose with a dollar bill. Just lay it on a table, cut it up, snort it up your nose, go to the disco, and, and, and we got some brand new, really cool things came out of the disco era. The cocaine craze and AIDS. But we're free. We broke the chains of mama's rules. We broke the chains of daddy's old straight lace crew cut America. We're free. <laughs> You're free to die in the gutter. Free to give one another diseases. So every generation repeats the folly that if we could break the bands asunder, if we could get rid of God and get rid of authority and get rid of the Bible and get rid of parents and just let everybody do their own thing, we'd be free. And it just ends up in one more form of slavery and one more form of addiction because it's only the truth that can set you free. And the truth is going to set you free from sin. 
Not from Republican, not from Democrat, not from liberal, not from conservative. It's going to set you free from sin. And that's what they're not talking about on the campus. And that's what they're not talking about on the right-wing website or the left-wing website. And you can argue, well, CNN, they're liberal, Fox, they're conservative. Neither one of them have any seminars on how to get free from sin. If you don't get that, you're not going to get free. That's just the truth. They call they, they they didn't call it AIDS when it started. They called it GRID. How many of you remember it was GRID before it was AIDS? Gay related immune deficiency. But that that sounded mean. It sounded like it was something that that homosexual people got. So they changed the name. Well, it's still something homosexual people get. But it just you know now it's you know it's just bondage. It's just death. You can paint it up any way you want to, and 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 try to try to garnish the sepulcher and whitewash the tombstone. But if you don't get free from sin, you're not you're not free. Jesus Christ, the truth. Now look at John chapter number one. John chapter one. Sorry, to take you back to all that, but now you got now you got real freedom. You got you you you're now you're free from human interaction. Now, you can just sit hunched over a little thing about three inches wide and four or five inches long. And you can sit there and you can, you can have conversations with people you actually know who are sitting right beside you. But you only have to use like a half or a third of a word. And you don't even have to look at them. You talk about the end of discrimination. I don't know what color you are, I don't know what shape you are, I don't know what size you are, I don't even know what gender you are, but here's a really cool picture I'm going to forward you. Did you get it? I'm right here. Well, don't, no, don't get in my space. And so now you're free, you're free from friends, and you're free from relationships, and you're free from life, and you're free from things with real smells and real tastes, and, and, and things that you can actually see, and now... All you have to do is just keep your eye on and thumbs on that little thing. And you couldn't be any more free than that. And if you signed up for a plan, we'll set you free from your plan. You pay as you go. But you know, trouble is, somebody can steal that thing. So we're working, trust me, we're working round the clock to get it where we can just implant it right in your forehead or in the palm of your hand. And then you, you, you won't have to go on the internet, you'll be in the internet. You won't have to connect to the world wide web, you'll be the world wide web. In your forehead or in your palm. So they're not going to make me take that, they won't have to make you take it. They'll just have to show you that it's 5G instead of 4G and has the largest coverage network known to man and you'll just hold out your hand and say, put her in there, buddy. So I don't think anybody would do that. How can you not think anybody would do that? They've been conditioning you over the last 10 years to let people brand you with needles. 
But, you know, if I told you, if I got up here 20 years ago, and I'm not looking, I don't know what, what you've done, what you haven't done. If I got up here 20 years ago, 15 years ago, and said, you know what they're going to do? They're going to take and brand a mark on people, and those people voluntarily take that mark. It's not me. I never put any marks on me. Well, now you're probably, if you don't have marks on, you, on, on your body, you're probably the only person in your job that hadn't been branded some way or another. Now, I'm not talking about why you did it or, or before you got saved, after you got saved. I, I'm, what I'm saying is, you've got a whole generation of people right now that wouldn't flinch at getting a mark put in their forehead or in their hand. Put some wings on it. Put mom on it. You know, spell the name of my girlfriend on it. Make it a picture of Yogi Bear. I think you'll be cool. So that's what you got going on. And so if they could give you the internet and a cool tattoo all at the same time, it'd be a gold mine. It's almost like revelation coming to pass right before your eyes. Anyway, how'd we get all that out of Oh, I just I know what I'm talking about. <laughs> really I do. <laughs> Every generation buys the lie that this is going to set you free. And this is never Jesus Christ. It's some truth, but not the truth. And until you get the truth of Jesus Christ and the truth of the Word of God, you're not going to be free. All right, John chapter 1. John chapter 1 and verse number... Six, there was a man sent from God whose name was John. Same came for a witness, to bear witness of the light, that all men through him might believe. He was not that light, but was sent to bear witness of that light, that was the true light, which lighteth every man that cometh into the world. Not only is he, is he the truth, he's the true light. And boy, don't you hear that? The enlightened ones. The illumined ones, the illuminati, the, the deeper light, the, the shining light. Everybody's got light, you know. There's one true light. One true light. Hey, you, you want to know something? If you've got, you got so much truth and so much light, how come there's no windows in your Masonic Lodge? How come we can't look in there and see what's going on? You know, lost men, they love darkness rather than light because their deeds were evil. No windows in those JW buildings either. What's going on in there? So anyway, that, that's, there might not be any windows in your house. I don't know. but I've been in houses where they paint the windows, paint over them. I don't know why they do that, but they do. Some of them look kind of neat. Some of them kind of scary. Anyway, Jesus Christ, the true light. And all this talk about light, you know, well, he's, he's an enlightened one. And, and, and I, I sat cross-legged and hummed for three days up on a, at the Grand Canyon, and, and this light came in. And it wasn't light coming in. It was, <laughs> he had a stroke. <laughs> Blood clots. you got to get up and move around. <laughs> I mean, look what happened to Buddha. <laughs> he sat there so long he can't get up. He had been up in centuries. Jesus, true light. You want light? Quit looking around for light and all the, well, you, know, you know, there's a, what do you think about the book of Enoch? And, and uh, you know, the Bible talked about the book of Jasher. I want to find one of those and read it. You haven't read the Bible yet. But he's looking for light. And the light's right here in your hands. It's the Word of God. 
light sitting in the right hand of the Father. It's Jesus Christ. By seeking, seeking this deeper stuff and this mystical stuff and this, this uh, special enlightening. And you haven't even read Job yet. You haven't even read through Jeremiah yet. Ezekiel, you looked at that and saw how long it was and you just flipped right past it. You're looking for light. Well, you know, there's this guy on the internet and he's got these really cool videos and he... Why anything but the Bible? Why everything but Jesus Christ? Well, somebody... It's just... You'd think, you'd think by now that you couldn't sell another miracle diet plan or another knife that cuts through a cucumber faster than any knife's ever cut through a cucumber or, or another garden hose that doesn't kink or wrinkle. You think by now... Everybody just say, you know what? Hoses kink, knives get dull, and if you eat a lot, you get big. <laughs> but it's, it, it's here it comes every six months. You know, here's a new diet plan. I promise you, if you eat three of these every morning, three of these every night, you can eat whatever you want. Boxes full of ice cream, doesn't matter. Here it is. Before, after. Who can't, who can't stick it out in one picture and pull it in the next picture? You know, so before picture, the woman's always frowning and no makeup. And the after picture, she's always got a big smile and her face all painted up and her hair done just right. You're not fooling. Well, you are. Because it works. Everybody's looking for light where they can't find it. And you offer them the word of God. And, Get there. Don't stem that down my throat. I was just I was shoving your religion down my throat. Really? Really? And you sit and watch three hours of TV and two third, you know, a third of it commercials. And you never, you never throw the remote at the TV. Stop trying to shove that stuff down my throat. Just, just amazing. Anyway, Jesus Christ is the true light. Most of this not in my notes tonight. We're just. John chapter 6, John chapter number 6, uh, we've we got several objectives around here. One, of course, to teach you God's Word, and one is to help you love the Lord Jesus, and one's to encourage you to, to serve the Lord and live for the Lord, but one of them is just to continually remind you that we're not the ones that are crazy. <laughs> that bunch out there is just absolutely crazy. They keep trying the same things... And getting the same results, and they just back up and try it again. Just incredible. John chapter 6, he's not only the true light. The Bible says in verse 32, Then Jesus said unto them, Verily, verily, I say unto you, Moses gave you not that bread from heaven, but my Father giveth you the true bread from heaven. For the bread of God is he which cometh down from heaven, and giveth life unto the world. Now, I'm, I'm, I'm going to say this as carefully as I can. I, I, I am not ever again, I've probably done it a few times as a younger man, but I'm not ever again going to try and be a father to anybody's children but mine. And my wife, she's not going to try to be mother to anybody's children but hers. They're your kids, you raise them, we show you what the Bible says, but, uh, you know, listen, we're younger, we, we, after church, here's all these people sitting around and, 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 and arguing about Homeschool, do you use videos or not use videos? Or do you use AC or a Becca or do you, do you do every day or five days a week or four days a week? And, and you know what? 
They're your kids. Nothing the Bible says you've got to educate them anyway. <laughs> teach them the Word of God. Teach them how to dig a ditch. Let them make minimum wage. Be happy for Jesus. I don't know. That's all, you know. Anyway, people argue about all that stuff. And then they argue about, you know, God doesn't want you eating Cocoa Puffs. God wants you eating, you know, whole grain, all natural, this and that. And, and listen, I'm not going to argue about that either. And, and vitamins, no vitamins, and exercise, no exercise, all that stuff. Listen, here's what I'm telling you. There's only one thing you can eat that's going to keep you from dying. And that's the truth, the Word of God, and the personal Lord Jesus Christ. And everything else you eat, you're one day closer to being dead. Amen. So, well, you know, if you eat healthy, you get to stay here ten, ten years longer. Yeah, seven of it in a nursing home, and you could have been in heaven. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, I, I, I mean, if, if you, you know, uh, praise the Lord, I mean, uh, what could be better than going to heaven? Don't eat that, you'll die. Well, make up your mind. Which is it? <laughs> so, so I, listen. I envy it. brother Ed Yoder. He, I think I think everything there is in the world to eat. I think he likes it. That'd be a blessing. It would. I go. I sit down and and you somebody invites you over the house and you just praying all the way over. Lord, give us good fellowship. Please don't let them cook something that just is revolting. Or, <laughs> they'll come and say, brother, what do you like to eat? Just keep it simple. You like this? No. How about that? No. How about that? No. Just keep keep going. Keep going. Good. Right there. Just chicken, potatoes. Just keep it right there. What kind of vegetables you like? Let's not even take a chance. Because it might be one I like, but you might put some kind of goo on it or something. So just we just. Now I don't want to be that way. I, I'd like to. I'd like to be some other way. But anyway. So I'm just telling you, if you if something makes you sick, I wouldn't eat it. I mean, I'm allergic shellfish. It throat to swell shut, can't breathe, take me to the hospital, all that stuff. So I don't eat it. But you can eat it if you want to. I don't care. Don't bother me. Just don't squirt any of it in my eye when you're cracking a shrimp open. Just, I'll be in the hospital. But I mean, Andy, brother Andy, he's allergic to eggs. Probably shouldn't tell you that. Somebody get mad at Andy and. Put an egg in his hand, and people. So, but look, if you if you eat if you eat perfect diet and never get sick, and you live to be 105, and you know all that stuff, and you die and go to hell, what good to do you? And if you if you you know get an accident and die at 21, you're saved and go to be with the Lord, absent body, present with the Lord. Praise God. So there's true bread out there. And it's Jesus Christ. They used to be guy. They used to have preaching on the radio. How many of you remember there was preaching on the radio? And <laughs> there was man. WLAC out of Nashville, WWL out of New Orleans, uh, all these big fifty thousand watt stations. They used to have Bible preaching on them at night, and you listen to all these preachers. And those guy, he used to come on on Sunday nights, and and right right after uh, right after Billy Graham's program, and right before the uh, the guy out of New Orleans, I forget his name, but. He's a good preacher. Anyway, he'd come on and he'd say, at the end of his program, he'd say, just remember, Jesus saves, and the whiter the bread, the sooner you're dead. <laughs> now, now, one of them was the gospel, and maybe it's right, I don't know, but that's what he always said. But there's one true bread, and that's what we need to be excited about, interested about, promoting to the world, and and... 
you know, different people do different things with their children, with their family. That's fine. But make sure it's your children, your family, and you don't try to make it some gospel everybody's got to live by. Um, you know, if you, you, brother, you, you just can't believe some of the stuff you've got to deal with. We had a guy here one time, he was, you know, uh, I think men and women all dress different. That's just, I just, I think it's, in the Bible, I think it's historical. But this guy, this guy, he was going around the parking lot asking people if they let their daughters wear pajamas instead of nightgowns. And I found out about it. I said, you know something, if I ever hear about you asking what little girls sleep in again, I'm going to run you out of here. How, here's a good answer to that. None of your business, weirdo. <laughs> well, you know, the Bible says, Bible will say nothing about that. <laughs> just people weird, man. They're just... Look, if, if your objective is to prove you're more spiritual than anybody else, it won't be long till you're the only one that believes it. Because everybody else is just going to think you're off your meds or something. We're, we're not here to out-spiritual each other. We're here to, to make sure that everybody knows Jesus Christ is a spiritual one. So he's a true bread, came down from heaven. You, you know, you, you try, I, I try, I try to, I'll see, I offended Julie. <laughs> I, I try, I really do. Because, I mean, if you're not, you travel, you're not careful, man. You, you get in the room, here's this, you, you go to stay somewhere, and they put this basket in there. Stuff for, so you don't get hungry. You know, they put stuff in there to eat. M&M's and candy bars and potato chips and Mountain Dew and all that. And you look at that and you say, well, now, Lord, uh, that's probably real bad for me. But I don't want to offend the people that... <laughs> I don't want them to think I'm not appreciative. And then they want, they want to, somebody wants to take you to breakfast and then somebody wants to take you to lunch... And then they got a big dinner at the church, and then they got a fellowship meal afterward. You can't eat four times a day. Well, I mean, you can. I can't. I can't eat four times a day. But there it is, and you, you expected to. Well, you don't just have a little. You know, just have some, and so you do. And then they say, "Well, you, you want you want a cigarette?" And no. Well, come on, just have. No, I'm just kidding. But it's, but same principle. And you're sitting there, th- and you're thinking to yourself, uh, "These people want to have fellowship with me." And they want to eat while they have fellowship. And if I keep eating like this, it's going to kill me. But I'm going to die anyway. So my, and you just, so what do you do? <laughs> and then, so, so then... Some, somebody says, eat, just eat, 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 and there you are. And so, you know, you've, anyway, you could run and, you know, jog and run it off, and then somebody sees you out jogging and says, well, how come you're doing that? You're not visiting, you're not studying the Bible, you, you know, you're supposed to be praying and all that. So, you just, you can't win, but here's what I figured out. You ready? You're going to die. Just it. Just, just face it. You're going to die. And if you want to try and be super healthy so you can live to be 90 and not have to see the doctor, that's fine. 
But just don't tell me how, well, you know, I sure wish I could eat it. Look, if, you, if, you, if you're miserable, get some Twinkies and some Ho-Hos and die at 85 and enjoy yourself. <laughs> Says the man with a bag of Snickers over there. <laughs> So, anyway, we're talk- what we're talking about? We're talking about truth. <laughs> the true bread. Look at the bookshelves. Look at the magazines. The programs that are on TV. The conversations on people's lips. If they were one one hundredth as concerned about their soul as they are their body. If they were as concerned about what they were reading and what they were believing and how they were, what they were taking into their heart as they were what they were putting on their plate and what they were eating, it'd be a better world. Better eternity, that's for sure. Now take for a minute, since we're, since we're just slicing and dicing here tonight, it slices and it dices and it's three and one. Take for example, your friend and mine, the first woman, Michelle Obama. It's not right to call her the first lady, because lady has a certain upright moral connotation. So the first woman has devoted her presidency... To promoting healthy eating and exercise among children. Now, now listen, just, just for a minute. Just for a minute. Well, I've got to be real careful here. We all, everybody happy tonight? It's, it's, it's okay. All right. All right. When I was a kid, we had six grades in elementary school. One elementary school building, six grades... 30 kids to a class, and the teacher taught all 30 kids to read and write in first grade. And in, out, out of 30 kids in sixth grades, there were two who were fat. And they were, their nickname was Fatty. Okay, that's, that's just how it was. And so I understand now when you look at a first grade class, there's probably a kid there whose nickname is Skinny. And everybody makes, so I get that. But here is, now please don't get upset. Here is a first woman who is black. Okay? She is in a position to get a real legitimate hearing in the inner city neighborhoods of America where children have a lot bigger problems than Coca-Colas and candy bars, the drugs, the booze, the, the illegitimate birth rate, the murder rate. The, all you, Look, you know what life is like. And, and she has a forum to address the, the real, spiritual, and moral needs of that community. And she uses her platform to stick her nose in my kitchen and try to tell me what I ought to eat for supper. 
And oh, it's a great moral crusade. It's a great camp. No, you're crazy. What those kids need is the true bread that came down from heaven. So before they get shot or stabbed or thrown in prison, they can know Jesus as their Savior and have eternal life. Country's messed up. I'd rather a kid be 14 years old, weigh 300 pounds, live in a ghetto and know Jesus as his Savior. And be able to do 50 push-ups and run around the block and be... A mule for a drug dealer. So we get the we get the things out of order. All right. So he's a true bread came down from heaven. Let's go to John fifteen and see what's there. <laughs> a lot in these verses tonight. John chapter fifteen. Got through preaching last night and was like, you know, why spend the night? It's just about five and a half hours. Get home, so we fellowshiped a while and then got in the car and then drove home and got home about 2 o'clock in the morning and took care of some things at the house. And, and uh, That's my excuse. John 15, verse number 1, I am the true vine, and my Father is the husbandman. Every branch in me that beareth not fruit, he taketh away, and every branch that beareth fruit, he purgeth it, that it may bring forth more fruit. Now are ye clean through the word. See how they're, they're always linked together? The truth and the word. Now are you clean through the word which I have spoken unto you. Abide in me and I in you. As the branch cannot bear fruit of itself except it abide the vine, no more can ye except ye abide in me. I am the vine, ye are the branches. He that abideth in me and I in him, the same bringeth forth much fruit. For without me ye can do nothing. Okay, he's the true vine. Again, I want you to prosper, spirit, soul, body, be in good health, all that. I, I do, I do. I'd, I'd, rather, I'd rather you not be on the prayer list than be on the prayer list. Amen. I'd rather you not have trouble than have trouble. I mean that. But parents, you're going to devote... Six, seven hours a day, nine and ten months out of the year, to your child's education so they can have a nice house and a nice car and have some money and live in a nice neighborhood. And you're going to devote what to their knowledge of the Word of God? Well, we can't come to church. We have a math test tomorrow. What's more important? Well, we couldn't, we couldn't make it for prayer meeting because there was an activity down at the, at the, at the Y. What's more important? You know what the Bible says? If the fruit produced in your life isn't connected to the true vine, the Lord Jesus Christ, it's good for nothing. Father just cut it off. God, Father just cut off, throw it in the fire. Now you're going to stand before the Lord one day and you're not going to give account to God for whether you had tile or linoleum. And you're not going to give account to God for whether you live in a block house or a trailer. And you're not going to give account to God for whether you drove a nice car or a Bible school student car. That's not... That's, that's not. What you are going to give account to God for is what fruit did you produce that lasted into eternity? What did you do for God? Now, whether you're a missionary or the man that, that labors on a job to support the missionary, there ought to be something in our life that's for Jesus. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. He's the true vine. Education's not the true vine. 
career is not the true vine. Home and family is not the true vine. Society, the nation is not the true vine. Jesus true vine. Just look at your life tonight. i got to look at my life tonight. What do I have in my life that's growing on that vine? What do I have in my life tonight that's produced by Jesus Christ living in me, rather than just me living on this earth? He's a true vine. All right, John chapter, I'm sorry, 1 John. 1 John, one more verse tonight. 1 John chapter 5. First John chapter five. Now let's let's suppose for a minute you got hired. Let, let's see. Let's let's suppose uh, Juan hired you to work out at Maranatha Farms, and he said, "You know what I really like? What I've never had out here. I never had peach trees. I got citrus and this and other thing, but I never had peach trees out here. I'd like for you to go South Carolina." And get me some peach trees, best stock. And I want you to plant those peach trees right out here. I got an acre of land cleared, and I want you to work those peach trees and, and take care of them. And 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 I'll I'll pay you for them come harvest time. And so you say to yourself, Why would I drive all the way to South Carolina and get peach trees when I go right down to the feed store and get some seeds and plant some watermelons? Watermelons are watermelons bigger than a peach. And they're delicious. I've seen Juan eat them. I know he likes them. And if he doesn't, if we get we get enough, he can sell them and make all kinds of money. And so you go and you you mound mound up the rows of mounds and you put the seeds in there and you water them and you keep the thing weeded and the vines start growing and you go out and look. There's big old watermelons forming on those vines and you sit out there at night and chase the raccoons away and everything getting those and and man, at the end of that season, you you say, brother Juan, come on out here. I want to show you something. Be right there. He gets in his truck. He rides out there. And you say, look at there. Look at there. What am I looking at? Look. He's going to say, I'm looking at an acre of ground where I told you to plant peach trees. Well, I thought you'd like watermelons. Why did you think I would like watermelons when I told you to plant peach trees? Now, a lot of Christians... They're going to stand before the Lord and say, look what I did. And he's going to say, yeah, that's not what I told you to do. Yeah, but I did it for you. I don't care. That's not what I told you to do. And God gave us a Bible so we could know what pleased him. So we could bear fruit on a true vine... Not devote our lives to producing fruit on a false vine that he's not interested in. And so, listen, I don't doubt for a minute that a lot of these uh, kids in these churches getting these rock bands going love the Lord. And they're doing what they're doing for Jesus. When they stand before him, he's going to say, I didn't tell you to plant that. I didn't want that. But, but I did it for you. Well, you might have done it for me, but I don't want it. I told you peach trees, not watermelons. And that's why he said, you want to produce fruit? The Word. Sanctify them through the truth. That Word is truth. Amen. All right, 1 John chapter 5. 
1 John 5, verse 20. We know, and we know that the Son of God has come, and hath given us an understanding that we may know Him that is true. And we are in Him that is true. Even in His Son, Jesus Christ, this is the true God and eternal life. Allah is not the true God. Shemash is not the true God. Zor and Athus and Zor and all those, they're not the true. There's one true God, Jesus Christ. And we know the truth, we know Him. And we walk in truth, we walk in Him. And we live according to truth, we live His way. He's truth, look at it, that's what it says. That we may know Him that is true. Truth is a person. And we are in Him that is true. Truth is a person. Even in His Son, Jesus Christ, this is the true God and eternal life. When this internet thing first started going, you could watch people bring stuff into church and they'd say, you've got to read this. And I'd read it and say, I don't buy that. It was on the internet. I think most people have caught on now and realized that pretty much anybody can put anything they want on the internet and it doesn't make it true. But people used to believe that. And I read it in a magazine. Well, I saw it on TV. I saw a documentary. Well, that, that couldn't be false, could it? You ever look at something and say, I don't know if that's true or not. About the third time I was the subject of an article in the newspaper, I quit reading newspapers. Because if everything in there is as big a lie as what they said about me, I can't believe any of it. I'm telling you, there is a place where you don't have to say, I wonder if that's true. Jesus Christ, this Word of God, you don't have to doubt a single word of it. This is the true God. Truth is Him. Him is truth. It's Jesus Christ. So I'm glad tonight I don't have to join a revolution or a movement or a, uh, some anti-this or pro-that to get light, get truth. I'm glad I don't have to buy, buy the newest diet fad crazed book. To get the true bread. Amen. Now I'm glad I don't have to waste my life producing fruit that's just going to wither and, and be good for nothing. Cut down, thrown into a fire. I'm glad I can live for the true vine. So he's the true light, the true bread, the true vine, the true God. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. A lot of deception out there in the world. Aren't you tired of people misleading you? Lying to you. Jesus never will. He's absolute truth. Amen. All right, let's pray together. Father.